Hey guys, it's your host Destiny. Welcome back for another episode of Hoology Podcast. Today's episode is part two of the Going Raw series. Pretty much where I just open up to you guys about some real life shit that has taken place in my life and just has really made my outlook totally change. So if you heard the first episode, you know it was pretty relatable about Just dealing with someone that you thought was going to be it and it turned out that it just didn't work out that way. So I'm going to give you guys a glimpse into a similar situation that I went through. And I don't know, if you can relate, let me know. If not, stay tuned for more ho shit. I'm going to start off with a question. Have you ever met someone in passing and this person eventually comes back into your life But with like a more prominent role, this is my story on that. So I've gone to three different colleges. Immediately after high school, I spent my first two years at the University of Central Missouri, a.k.a. UCM. Biggest mistake of my life, easily, but it's fine. It's all fine. My sophomore year at UCM, I decided to become more socially involved I was going through a really bad and very public breakup. And if you've ever attended like a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution in a small town, you definitely understand how tight the black community is on campus and how quickly information amongst that black community travels. A BGLO, look that up, hosted an annual step show. And I was actually the team manager of one of the participating groups. We won the step show. About a week later, I get an Instagram message from a guy at a neighboring school, and he was asking me if our group that had just won the step show would be interested in traveling and being a part of their step show that they were hosting. We were on our high because of, you know, we just won, and we agreed. The host, which is the same guy that messaged me, offered to cover our travel expenses and invited us to stay for the after parties. Their school was like an hour away from ours, so we would definitely need like a hotel. So we drive down to their school um, to get ready for the step show and the party. And when we get to the hotel, that's when I met him. The first thing I noticed about him was his beard. It was really low cut, but still really full. His skin was a really pretty dark brown, not a single like blemish, pimple, discoloration in sight. His voice was funny. It was like super deep, but also monotone. He asked if there was anything that we needed to just give him a call. And he gave us his phone number. For the sake of the story, I'm going to call him Jewel. We lost their step show, um, but we still had a great time. And over the next five years, Jewel and I would continue to keep in touch, eventually bonding over our love of our grandfathers and comforting each other through those losses, grandfathers, over time. We also bonded over our non-vanilla sexuality. Jewel is honestly the first man that I'd ever met that not only accepted my sexuality, but embraced it. I really cannot stress to y'all how huge that was for me and how connected to him that made me feel. So like I said, that was in 2015. We stayed in touch for about five years or so. um, And we were friends. We talked almost every day. Um, We just were like legitimately friends. 
in June of 2020, June 12th to be specific, we decided to take our friendship to another level. At this time, I was just beginning to like own my sexuality and do it unapologetically. I was freshly single and I was ready to explore. Pretty much what started as a joke of when you gonna come and see me turned into a reply of a flight confirmation. So he landed in Tampa, as you guys know, that's where I am now, around 8 p.m. I worked earlier that day, so I was understandably exhausted. I showered, picked him up, and then we went back to my apartment. Until this night, nothing between us had ever been physical. We would send nudes back and forth here or there, or like lots of words exchanged about what ifs, but not so much as even like a kiss had ever happened between us. Honestly, I was terrified, I was nervous, but I was also super excited. It was like, we're finally here. Years of talking and a friendship that grew into something so much more had finally like led to this moment. He showered, came out naked, and then I saw it. I must have had like my eyes deadlocked because he asked if everything was okay. I walked over to him, I put my hand on his chest, and then we had deep, passionate sex. You know in the movies when like two characters have this extreme sexual tension built up and they finally have sex and it's just the most intense scene of the movie and you can feel it as you're sitting in your chair? That was how this was for me. We were reckless as fuck that weekend. At one point, the condom came off and it just stayed off. I told him to spit in my mouth. He ate my ass. He came in me more times than I can count. Like, shit was just nasty. And I loved every second of it. When he left, we had to talk about what we were expecting moving forward. We knew we loved each other as friends, but now that the physical and emotional aspect had been added, everything was like amplified. We promised each other that we would always remain transparent no matter who we dated, no matter what we did. We knew our time would come if it was right, but communication was always our strong point. I mean, truthfully, who knew me better than Jewel? I kept my end of the deal. He did not. If you recall from the first Going Raw episode, I talked about pretty much the person that I compare all other people to. And when he and I started seriously talking, I let Jewel know. I immediately cut things off with him and invested in the person that was investing in me. And so one night I get a drunk call from Jewel confessing that I broke his heart by choosing the other person and that he admitted to not only loving me as a person, but being in love with me. That like really shook me. By the time I moved to Dallas for those little six months, Jewel decided to step up and come visit me. He flew down in August to hang out about two weeks after I moved in and we had been like arguing occasionally but I had like a feeling that something was off just like his behaviors I guess of course he told me I was crazy and that like you know it's just all in my head but like I literally couldn't take it anymore I knew something was off so here is the timeline of our very very toxic story September I flew to his hometown to spend time with him Instead of staying at his place, he got us an Airbnb downtown. 
And when I questioned him, he said he wanted to keep us where all the things were to do. Not knowing where I was in his hometown, I was like, okay, I just went with it. It was a lie. I didn't know it then, but I would eventually get my answer the next week. Back to September. Early on, I used to tease him for making a lot of money and flexing his Range Rover. And when I came to visit him, I never saw his car. He sent his cousin to pick me up from the airport. And when I got to the Airbnb, we used Ubers to go out. I swear to you guys, to this day, I've never gotten an explanation for the car thing, but it wouldn't be the only time that this would happen. The first confirmation of my doubts came when his friend called him on FaceTime. This is still in September at the Airbnb. He always left his phone open and always answered the phone on speaker. Their conversation went like this. Yo, 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 what's up, bro? Nah, shit, trying to see what you got going on tonight. Jewel then put the phone on me, like put the camera on me. He goes, oh, shit. Hey, Lauren. And Jewel goes, nah, this is destiny. And the guy on the phone goes, my bad, bro, my bad. Hey, Des, which is the nickname that he calls me. In that moment, right then and there, I knew I wasn't crazy. I went to the bathroom, had to like recollect myself immediately and decided to finish out my trip. He knew he had fucked up because he immediately tried to reassure me by over talking and asking me obvious ass questions. I told him to go out with his friends and said that I felt sick, which was half true. I turned on a movie and cried for an hour straight. I called my best friend who volunteered to come and get me even though she literally lived like eight hours away. The next week, I questioned him until I got my answer. He claimed that he was protecting me by withholding the fact that he literally still lived with his ex-fucking girlfriend, allegedly. I should mention that they were actively living together when he came to visit me in June, and I had no idea. Naturally, I stalked the fuck out of her social media. It wasn't hard for me to find her. I went right to his page, typed in L-A-U-R-E-N, boom. There she was. The resemblance was kind of ironic in that moment. It made sense how his homeboy thought that I was her. Dark hair, big eyes, caramel brown skin, really nice smile. His face plastered all over her Facebook for her Roaring 20s themed birthday party, which was in April, which is how many months away from June? Let's do the math. When I tell y'all I was literally sick to my stomach, when I saw her Facebook. One of the first comments on her page said, happy birthday to my daughter-in-law, I love you. From Jewel's mother. I thought to myself like, this is a real ass relationship. And I felt like shit. It was honestly one of the worst days of my life. I was so mad that I booked a flight to go and see the other guy that I had been talking to, like out of spite because you had me fucked up. Like you literally gaslit me into thinking that I was crazy, but I was literally right the whole fucking time. The same dude that I had you crying over is the same one that's about to enjoy this pussy. Like, and he did. I made sure to post on social media so Jewel knew exactly where I was and exactly who I was with. He was in my views to the point that I couldn't even post a picture for more than five seconds without him being the first one to go look at it. I wanted him to be hurt. 
Eventually, he reached out and apologized, but I never could fully trust him again. I constantly like held it over his head that he was not only a liar, but a professional at gaslighting. The relationship, the friendship was ruined. He continued and continued to try and make efforts to change my mind about giving him another chance. So I gave him another chance. I don't know what it was. I guess I thought that because we were friends first that the relationship could be saved, but I wish this was the end of this crazy ass story. It gets worse. My childhood best friend was getting married near the end of May and I needed a wedding date. I should mention I didn't ask him. He volunteered. The wedding was in my hometown of St. Louis. Jewel was in Kansas City, which is only about three and a half hours away. The drive to him was nothing new. He has a ton of friends in St. Louis and he's always going to see them. So it actually worked out great. He called me on FaceTime to show me the suit that he got. I was like so excited that he was so excited. And I truly, truly believed that with all of my heart, he would be different. Like it would, it would be just so much better this time. Like he's already making the effort and things are just gonna, things are gonna work out for us. The night before the wedding, Jewel texted me saying that he had some family stuff to handle and he'd leave first thing in the morning to at least make it to the reception. I definitely understood, still hyping him up to my friends, like just wait till you meet him. He's really the life of the party. He's gonna make everyone come together and just have such a good time. I was like really excited y'all, like really fucking excited. The wedding day came and the bride was hella stressed, but we were surrounding her with love and support. None of us had our phones because we were, again, supporting the bride, but I made sure to send Jewel the address to the reception the night before. He texted back and said, I'll see you there. As soon as the ceremony ended, I checked my phone and I saw a message from Jewel. I was so excited thinking that I needed to put some pep in my step because he was at the reception hall waiting on me. He wasn't. He sent me a text saying he wasn't going to be there. No explanation, just I'm not coming. I held myself together until I got in the car and I cried the hardest, most deep Kim Kardashian ugly cry I have ever cried in my life. I responded, never contact me again. In that moment, I was so mad at myself. Like, how stupid can you be? This man lied to you for months. He made you question yourself, made you constantly doubt yourself. And not only did you take him back, but you got played again. <laughs> like you're stupid. I made two phone calls on the way to the reception hall, my mother and my therapist, neither of which, let me just say, liked him from the beginning. It took six months to get an actual accountable apology and even then he still didn't truly think he had done anything wrong and claimed that he missed our friendship hey hoes just popping in from our hoology lesson of the day i wanted to know if you guys have ever thought about starting your own podcast if you have check out anchor it's a free tool that allows you to record edit and distribute your podcast to all platforms you can even make money from it anchor is available in the app store so download it today and let me know how it goes let's get back to the episode for my own mental peace i had to forgive him that doesn't mean that I took him back and it doesn't mean that I even still have feelings for him because I don't. 
I truly needed to and wanted to heal. And honestly, thank God for therapy. He, by the way, has since moved to Tampa. We have a mutual friend that we both deeply care about and deeply love. And so for her sake, we're very cordial. I don't have any emotions for him anymore. I don't have any hate for him anymore either. I just want to live in peace and that's what I'm doing. I don't think that I'm alone in ever experiencing someone gaslighting you and hiding things from you and truly manipulating you. But I hope that no one ever experiences it to this level, especially from someone that I once considered a friend. I definitely think that I had this fairy tale idea of, you know, a friendship that turns into love and it's just this amazing thing and it's easy. And in reality, it's not. Just because they're a friend first doesn't mean they'll be a good partner. So I'd say save the friendship and just don't even don't even get into anything else but I hope you've enjoyed episode two of going raw and I'll be talking to you soon for more ho shit